and welcome to another episode of Alcoholitics. I am your host, Terrain Myricks. I'm joined by my co-host, Katrina Myricks. Katrina, how are you? I'm all right. I'm recovering. <laughs> You're recovering from, from what? <laughs> Trying to be healthy. Oh, that's right. You ran today, right? You ran yeah. two miles? For the first time in my entire life, what I happened? went for a run and then I got a migraine. Yeah, you've had a migraine since like what? Like for, for, yeah. for hours. It's yeah. like, it's been like seven to eight hours that you've had yeah. a migraine. It's so fun. I'll show you. I know, to, right? I'll show you to exercise. <laughs> um, we are also joined by our awesome guest. He is the former uh, field director for the Denny Wolf uh, PA9 campaign, uh, Nathan Lund. Nathan. Hello. How's it going? I am not a runner, but I help people run sometimes. You help yeah. people run? Yeah. There we go. You know, for office. I, I uh, literally... Terrible political. Oh, no, no, no. Literally, I'm an idiot. I went, he helps people run, but he doesn't run. What does yeah. that mean? Oh my yeah. God, I'm an I idiot. need moral support. <laughs> <laughs> you just drive in a scooter next yeah, to the yeah, exactly. You got this. You got this. <laughs> so let's talk about your work with the campaign. So, uh... Jenny Wolf ran against Dan User, um, unfortunately unsuccessfully, mm-hmm. um, for the congressional seat for the 9th District of Pennsylvania. Correct. Yeah. Uh, what did, firstly, how did you get involved in that campaign? It was really circuitous, actually. So I worked in Hazleton. Uh, I had some connections with the Hazleton Integration Project, and some people who were involved with that uh, were involved with the Hillary Clinton campaign in 2016. So I met someone named Isabel Vargas, who now works for the mayor of New York City. Uh, He recommended me to Tim Wolf, who is Denny Wolf's son, uh, because of my work on the Clinton campaign. And then it just ended up that I became field director that's awesome originally i was a field organizer which is a slightly lesser title but when they couldn't find anybody who could do it better i guess i just had to do (laughs) (laughs) what what were your uh, responsibilities as a field director Uh, managing volunteers uh coordinating message for those volunteers creating lit i actually because we were running such a lean campaign i had more responsibilities than the general field director would we had about five or six people on the campaign at a given time and uh, a campaign of this size and this stature should normally have upwards of 10 mm-hmm. you know 15 yeah. people uh we didn't have a specific person dedicated to messaging so everyone contributed to that it was kind of done by com- by committee and then my experience with creating graphics and such was used uh to create some of the lit pieces so it was a lot of different things it was also creating projections for who we would need to target uh who would turn out and who was persuadable okay deciding our universe right Mm -hmm. some jargon so uh that had to be that's a rough race to run right you're running pa9 it's a very conservative district Mm -hmm. um former uh, I mean, when it was actually the district it was previously, it was done by, uh, covered by Lou Barletta. Right. So you're in a, you're in an uphill battle. What, what did you guys go into the race, like, with? Were you like, we got, we are going to win this, or we're going to, were you trying to push ideas, or were you, like, I mean, obviously you were trying to win the race. Yes. But is it, was, was there any, like, thought that we might not be able to do this because of the, just the, the demographics of the district it's actually it's going to be terrible and it's going to make me unhirable to say this but hang on hang on on. on. everyone who's listening fast forward about 
15 to 20 seconds. Go ahead. Perfect. That should be good. That should be good. I was blindsided by the loss just because mm-hmm. I truly loved Denny Wolf as a candidate for yeah. the district. Mm-hmm. I thought he was a perfect fit for it. And I'm sorry that the 9th district uh, voters did not agree with it, mm-hmm. but I think that it was to their own detriment. Yeah. Uh, you look at the way that Dan Muser is in Washington now, voting over 90% of the time with Trump, and it's not representing the interests of people in the 9th. Uh, as I understand them, they might have a different understanding, apparently, but uh, but he, he's not bringing a lot home for them. So that's just really disappointing to see when I know that Denny Wolf, with like his oddly pure heart and also political acumen to where he would have been able to really bring home the bacon, right. uh, it's sad to see that that's not happening for people yeah, who really I, need it. I mean, Dan Muser went to Washington as a rubber stamp for the president. He's not going to... Uh, disagree with the president on most issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily think that that's what this district needs or mm-hmm. was looking for, but at the same time you were in a race where you're running a, a you're running in a in a district that constantly is just voting Republican, regardless of whether or not it's good for right. them or whether it's in their best interest. Right. So it's obviously a really difficult uh, difficult race to run. It is rough. I, I always try to push against, and even though I'm the one who, who used that language, uh, I try to push a little bit against the idea of uh, dictating people's interests to them because yeah. interests are many faceted and mm-hmm. I don't get to say which ones people should care about. It might be the case that like, like it's economically detrimental to them, but if they care more about these social values that that Denny wouldn't have been on board with, then you know they made the right choice. Right. Yeah. I I, I completely understand that. It's just uh, it's it's rough when you're when you're in that kind of thing where you're like I believe wholeheartedly that this person will be very good and is right. is just fit perfectly for this district. True. And it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask something just because. Yeah. I'm I'm that guy. He actually I'm not sure if it was him himself or someone from the campaign. I had I had made a <laughs> I had so made a, this is coming up. <laughs> I had made a joke. Um, uh, I can't remember the specifics of the joke, mm-hmm. but IE was essentially if he tells me one more time that he's a farmer, I'm gonna lose my mind. Right. <laughs> Who's who was it that was like we need to push the message that you're a farmer? I. Because I want to talk to that person. Is that, are you that person? <laughs> like I said, it was by committee. It was done by committee, so no, it was not my decision. It was uh, the hive mind decided yeah. to, to do that. Uh, it was actually very effective with people. It turns yeah. very few people off, and it turns a lot of people on, especially I, people in the persuasion column where right. we needed people. I think that's I think that's absolutely fair. Mm-hmm. I, I obviously... I'm I'm in a different situation. Like I'm not I'm not Definitely. swayed by you right. being a farmer. So I'm obviously, but you were gonna vote for him. But I was gonna vote for him anyway. Yeah. So yeah. it's not like he oh, had right. to turn me. Yeah. Um, but but it is it is. I understand the messaging. I think it is good for yeah. this specific district. It's a rural district, right. and people likely will be like, yeah, I do want someone who does the kind of does this kind of work that mm-hmm. either I work that way or I have relatives that mm-hmm. like that makes a lot of sense. I, I thought it was hilarious when um, I got uh, a clap back from the candidate. Was that him? Or was that him so specifically? Or was this that might the committee? Surprise you, but 
campaigns and their social media presence <laughs> yeah. are rarely run by the candidate. I know that. I know yeah. that for sure. So that's why I'm Denny like... is not a, a purveyor of memes. I 100% uh, was hoping that it was just him. Just like, him that sitting son of a, a bitch. Computer. <laughs> he so he is? we run things by him. So oh. it gets his stamp of <laughs> approval, I will say. And if you've never asked for approval to put a meme next to a candidate's name, then you haven't lived. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. That was one of the, that was one of the greatest yeah. moments. I was, that's one of like my favorite moments of yeah. my life, specifically. Fantastic. I thought it was so fun. And then we welcomed you to the Wolfpack. Yeah. With that picture of him in the, the short basketball shorts. It was such a throwback. <laughs> it was amazing. Oh, I love that picture. One thing I, one thing I, man, this is comedic, not actual. I, no one should do this in a race at all. Okay. But I'm like, dude, tie yourself to Tom Wolf with your last names <laughs> tie yourself to Tom Wolf. You two are the Wolf Pack. Start going to events and howling with him. Yeah. Why aren't you doing this? Yeah. In but the, then it's then the it turns into no. <laughs> then it turns into Gene Stolp and the pig. I'm not sure. Uh, we had a Democrat run um, for this district. I don't think it was the ninth of the time. I think it was like the eleventh. I thought it was mm-hmm. for the state. Mm-mm. He ran. Was it for the? He ran. He ran oh, against no. Lou Barletta. That's embarrassing. And he <laughs> and he um had to. I don't know, make some sort of message about pork barrel spending. He had a giant inflatable pig follow him wherever he went. Yeah, he brought a Mm. giant pig with him everywhere. Yeah. Interesting. Now, I don't think that's good campaign strategy, but I've never worked on a campaign. What about you? Do you think that was good campaign strategy? I'd have to see it. Oh. I'd have to see it. I tried to be diplomatic with these things. Well, you know, it it was a district that was stacked against him, so who knows? Mm -hmm. Under different circumstances, maybe that was the perfect campaign move. (laughs) That made me not want to support him. Really? Really? (laughs) I... I'm not gonna like I uh, unless you are a heinous Democrat. Right. I am 100 percent going to back you in the general right. election. But if you are a gimmick that carries around an inflatable, a giant inflatable yeah. pig, I think I will have my straight. reservations. I'm like, please don't take that shit to Washington. <laughs> right. I I would have trouble taking somebody like that seriously. Mm-hmm. I like nuance, and I think that anytime things are overly simplified, it just belies real issues. What uh what struck you about Denny Wolf. Uh, I I watched a debate with Denny. He seemed uh, to be knowledgeable. He Mm -hmm. seemed to be diplomatic while still facing a guy who had, was just unnecessarily uh, nasty. Like, rude. and I just didn't, no, he didn't answer any question. He just took the question and then formed it into some sort of attack on Denny Wolf mm-hmm. without actually answering uh, about what his policies would be or any... Qu- like, what What about Denny st- st- stuck out to you? I think that you, you characterize him really well when you said he seemed knowledgeable. It was often surprising how much he knew about so many different things. Mm-hmm. He was a secretary of agriculture... But he also had experience with world trade from his time at the World Trade Organization. Yeah. Uh, he knew things that would have just floored most people. And he, he was often unassuming about it. Uh, I don't know how much you know about uh, Dwight Eisenhower, but Ike had that same kind of humility that mm-hmm. was kind of practiced. Yeah. He, he wanted to be the smartest guy in the room, but not to seem the smartest guy mm-hmm. in the room. And that always seemed to be Denny to me. 
he he was a guy who was really down to earth and he didn't try to talk over you but he tried to use you to better understand things and then he would just kind of store that and he was he was a, a steel cage he never seemed to forget anything it was amazing you had schedules schedulers for him who would who would kind of say like oh this is going to be what you're doing this day and he he would come up like yeah, i think you're i think you're missing something here and then 10 out of 10 times he was right if he if he had an addendum to it and it was it was crazy it was it was actually just really privileged to work for him and i wish he were running again but is alas, he not going to no no so he's not running for public office at, at, at his I'm, plan at this point is not to run for public office in the future right right that's my best understanding from all the reliable sources so who's going to be running in the ninth is up in the air now, uh, I, sorry. No, you're not. I Ooh. think um, <laughs> he's not allowed to. Um, I'll quit. I don't care. No. Um, I think he was probably in one of the best positions to possibly win this district, mm -hmm. as we're ever going to get, yeah. with a, an outsider running against him, someone who didn't even live in the district. He was... He seemed down-to-earth and rural, which appeals to this district. Um... He wasn't going up against an incumbent in Lou Barletta like he previously would have been. Is there any scenario you see where some other Democrat can come in and win this district in the near future? Depends on who's at, on the top of the ticket, uh, who's running for president. You think that'll make a big difference? That is going to make a, a big difference. I think that's going to make the only difference. Mm -hmm. uh, if there's going to be any chance, it's going to be drumming up the, the base uh, I mean, if you look, so I was looking at some of the returns for Columbia County, mm -hmm. and despite having a, a registration surplus for Democrats, uh, 2,500 showed up uh, this year, which obviously it's an off year, which yeah. we're rebranding as opportunity years, but still it's an off year, not as many people show up, and uh, 4,000 of the Republicans showed up. Mm -hmm. So those are hard margins to beat, and that stays true across the rest of the ninth as well, except for a couple exceptions. Burks, uh, the sliver of Northumberland County mm -hmm. that we have, and uh, also Carbon County, which is about an even split. But everywhere else has a Republican advantage that's about equal to Columbia. So you think it's less about, it's less it's going to be less about the candidate and themselves who's running in this district and more about who's running for president to possibly turn out the uh, turnout voters for the candidate. Not less. I, I'm going to say that they need to work in concert. If they don't agree with each other, if there's not like a synergy between them, mm -hmm. then it's not going to work. But it is going to be really important. I think if you have the best possible uh, candidate as a Democrat to fit this district, and then you also have someone on the top of the ticket who's maybe Midwestern, somebody who's who's not going to turn off the ninth district uh, from maybe crossing over, since most people vote straight party anymore, uh, then that's going to be your best chance. Hmm. That's interesting. And I, you obviously know the district pretty well. You had to. That was no, no, your no, job. Right. Your job was to know the district yeah. pretty well. That's an interesting take. That's very interesting. Yeah. So you think there there are going to be certain um, possible uh, nominees uh, for the Democratic Party that if they get the nomination for president, they will n not be able to bring in uh, some of these PA9 voters that others would. Right. So I think that the, the so we problem need Andrew with Andrew Yang is what you're saying. Yes, we need <laughs> Andrew Yang. Without him, the ninth will stay red. <laughs> 
I'm so glad you just extracted my my main point yes. from that <laughs> expertly. That I'm very amazing. good at that. Apparently, uh, <laughs> I think that. Uh, who's going to be good for the ninth is not going to be good for the country, though. So if the That's person fair. who's going to help the the Democrat running in the ninth district wins, then Trump will probably be president again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, I'd sacrifice the ninth district in order to win the presidency. Maybe uh, I would, as long no, as no we can hold I, the house. <laughs> no question, I would. Yeah. Yeah. I would one hundred percent sacrifice. Yeah. I mean, it's to a be fair. I don't already. remember the last time this the this district had a. Democrat in yeah. office. So Hol- was Holden I'm, covering this district? Holden was not covering this district. No, but he did have swaths of it that, yeah, he that was are Google covered County. by the ninth yeah. So with the redraw, because I I don't know exactly who listens, but maybe <coughs> they're not familiar with the the redrawn lines. I know that you you have talked about them in the past, mm-hmm. but like just to go a little bit more in depth in it, like the the district as it exists now comprises four parts partial uh, portions of four other districts that used to exist. Uh, The biggest part is from the old uh, PA-11, which is what Lou Barletta represented, I believe. I hope I got the old number right. Uh, And, and... It's, it's okay to look at that for precedent, but the makeup of this district is different. It's actually more Republican, so it went from, I think, a plus... 10 or so plus 9 R to plus 14 R mm-hmm. and some of that comes from uh, when you do the redistricting you can't actually gerrymander for Democrats. <laughs> it was it's it, hard. It was because they're centralized in, in, in certain areas. Yeah. Uh, whereas you have a large you have a large state. I would say our state's relatively large. Yeah. Um, and you have a lot of areas that aren't heavily populated, but they're like, so densely populated, but they're populated with Republican voters. Right. You can't just kind of draw something that right. loops in somewhere else. And it's impossible. There are always going to be some that win, but with the redrawn lines, we do have better parity, and we have, yeah. we have oh, more absolutely. representation. Like, absolutely. the registration levels and the representation levels in Congress now match. Also, we have women in Congress, which is really mm-hmm. nice, because it was really sad being behind that ball so far. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's too long. It's, oh my goodness, the, 20, uh, 2018 was wonderful was. for for um, female candidates. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's great, and I'm hoping that we continue that Long trend. Overdue. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it'd be cool if we got some more in the Senate. That'd yeah, be great. But, that would, um, <laughs> maybe presidential nominees. Too. I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we have a few to choose I from. <laughs> About 20. <laughs> yeah, we've got, I think, like, what? 747 people are running for president? Yeah, that's like fine. That. That's, we'll, yeah. we'll pick somebody. We'll have a few on a debate stage coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We will. D- d- two debate stages because oh, we have to do two. What do you... I know we're gonna we're gonna get to something like yeah. 2020 later, but sure. just really... What do you think about the fact that we have this many people running and we are having to do two debates... Ten, uh, ten people each on a stage, and some of the people that were left out of the debate. One was a a uh, governor of <laughs> of a state of a red state. Mm-hmm. Um, one is a mayor from Florida that I could honestly, if you ask me the cities from, I don't know. That's Wayne Messam. Right. Um, and then someone else missed that I don't remember. Oh, Moulton. Mike Mike Gravel <laughs> and Moulton. and Seth Moulton missed the debate as well. And yeah. he's actually a a decently prominent member of the House. Mike Gravel is not. He is uh, 90 and he's letting high school students run his campaign, which is pretty <laughs> interesting. That's, yeah. that's one way you can do it. it. Um, what do you think about like the, 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 the crazy amount of people that we have here? 
I think that part of it comes from us looking at how the Republicans benefited from a broad primary, and we think, well, it worked for them, it'll work for us, but that, that fundamentally misunderstands uh, the psychological differences between Republicans and Democrats, and I don't just mean like a, we're smart, they're dumb type of psychology that's <laughs> way too simple and kind of accurate, but... Uh, Ted Cruz so, is an evil genius. Right. So, yeah. True. True. Uh, <laughs> but I think that there is... There are different ways that we approach problems, problem solving, all these other things that uh, that make it to where we are not going to have the same effect from a broad primary that they did. And the way that we're approaching it so far is probably going to make it more of a spectacle than a benefit for the party. I don't think it's going to gin up support the way that they plan on it doing. I think it's going to fragment the party and we might have more insert name or bust type of people. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I would say, I don't necessarily think that uh, the Democratic Party thought that a broad primary would be beneficial for them. I think that candidates are, or the people who have decided to run now are looking at it this way, saying, this is an incredibly unpopular president. He didn't even get 50% of the vote last time. Mm-hmm. He is very vulnerable. If you turn on the news, the news stories about him are terrible. His polling mm-hmm. numbers are not good. He's firing people from his... He's firing polling firms about polls that leak that he say don't exist, but he fired the polling firm anyway. They're looking at it and saying, this is my shot. I can become the president right now. Mm-hmm. Now, there are some people who are running that don't, have no plan on becoming the president. Mike Gravel yeah. is not planning on becoming the president. No. Um, but a lot of these people that are running, I think, truly are like, this is my best shot to do it. But unfortunately... When it's everybody's best shot to do it, everyone's going to come out. Oh, well, it's the nothing to lose primary because yeah. most people see the like there's no cost to running mm-hmm. because what is the cost? I, I don't see one. Possibly our country. <laughs> well, possibly, <laughs> but I mean, I running mean, yeah. ideally is not going to cost the country. It's just going to give you a little more notoriety or yeah. maybe you'll yeah. have a chance at becoming president the first of whatever list of demographics you want to pick because there are plenty running. Well, I mean, Bill de Blasio running... People in New York do not like Bill de Blasio. Uh, They don't. Polling numbers show that they do not. But he... I think he's looking... Because he did... When he he ran for mayor, he was a popular guy. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think he's looking at this like, this is my time to step up. I ran... um, I ran a city that is bigger than some states. Like this is this is going to be something for me. I have the I have the credentials to do it. I don't think he's doing it well. Yeah. But I do think that he truly thinks like this is this is the best time for me to run for president. Right. I'm relatively younger compared to like some of our past nominees. Mm-hmm. I am I have the experience of running a, a large economy in New York. This is a good. This is a good job for me. Being a mayor in New York City is like being a governor. Basically. Yes, it's absolutely like being a governor. Yeah. It's just I think he is going to have the Rudy Giuliani kind of kind of run. Only, he, I mean, the, people liked Rudy at the time. <laughs> right. People aren't really huge fans. Right. Of, oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, is an interesting all he guy. needs is a national tragedy, and then he can be the darling too. But I mean, that's it's, true. I I. I don't think that nationwide he's going to be that relevant anyways. No, I so. don't either. No. I don't either. Half of them aren't. That's true. I would say more than half. More than half. I mean, they're going to have their time, their 15 minutes of fame. It's yeah. fine. Everyone's entitled. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. All right. Let's move on. Oh, wait. Did you did you have any questions about 
uh, about the ninth. Anything no. else? No. Okay. I didn't. Want, I didn't move on without you getting all that. Okay. Let's move on. Okay. Um. So speaking of the twenty twenty uh, primary, frontrunner Joe Biden is doing his best to hang on to that frontrunner status. He's being chased very quickly by Elizabeth Warren, who is ticking up in a lot of polls. Mm-hmm. Um, he. He has this old school style of running for president where he harkens back to his days in the Senate in the 70s and the 80s. He's, he's been a, he was a senator in the 70s. He mm-hmm. was a senator for as long as some of us were alive. Um, me. I think he was <laughs> like... Longer. Longer than... Yeah. yeah way, lo- way longer. Yeah. I don't know how time works. All of us. <laughs> Since all of us have been alive. Since the dawn of time. Yes. Joe Biden was a senator. He was born a senator, actually. That was before there were age limits. Yeah. He was, he was born Senator Joe Biden. Right. Um, but he seems to have an issue with uh, running in, in 2019. So recently he went out and was talking about how there used to be civility in the Senate because obviously the Senate is a uh, garbage fire nightmare. Mm-hmm. And he hearkened back to being able to work with people who you disagreed with um, and said that it was, it was a matter of civility. We were able to, I was able to reach across the aisle with people that I didn't like and um, I was still able to uh, work with them. Unfortunately, well, he the, wasn't reaching across the aisle. Well, yeah, they were Democrats. They were Democrats. <laughs> um, they were just um, segregation. Yeah. So he he uh, spoke fondly of working with segregationist Democrats, to which um, he was rebuked by well, a lot. Of, I think it's important to note what he said about how one of them called him son instead of boy. Yeah. Why did he mention that? I don't know. That was not. That made no sense to me. Of course, it seemed they very racial. Of course, they didn't call you boy. You are white. Yeah. That's not what they call white people. Um, so he was. Um, there, there were uh, responses from um, other Democratic candidates, including Cory Booker. He seemed to single out Cory Booker once again. Not a good call. Um, saying when Cory Booker said that he should apo- that uh, Biden should apologize. Cory, uh, Joe Biden said uh, Cory Booker is the one who should apologize. He knows better. What is your response to uh, Joe's running style? I mean, this isn't, I would say, this isn't front-runner activity. I don't think he's going to be the nominee. So God, I, I hope I not. I, I don't know. I think if he is, he's not our best bet. There's not enough of a contrast, and people aren't going to vote for him when they could just vote for Trump again. He, I mean, his, his best claim to fame is that he was the vice president for the first African-American president. And he's going to ride that shit. He will. He well, is and already. He does, yeah. he does have a lot of support among the, among the black yeah. vote he absolutely The Congressional that. Black Caucus is behind him. Mm-hmm. Joe Lewis is behind, or John, John Lewis, Lewis is behind him. <laughs> you know, Joe. famed civil li- rights leader, <laughs> Joe Lewis. Uh, it's okay. I called, I called, I called Jay Inslee, Jim Inslee, like, uh, last week, and someone, like, texted me, like, oh, yeah, Jim Inslee's running? Yeah. Uh, they got I texted immediately, so get off my back. But, yeah. but I just, I don't understand, like... And, and I listened to, I think I think it was Pod Save America that said this. I don't remember what specific podcast I listened to or if it was like a news article. Mm-hmm. But I think it was Pod Save America. It's like, you have other options of people who you disagreed with that you can bring up. John McCain. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You right. two weren't, like, good friends. You didn't agree on, like, anything. But you could have said, I, I reached across the aisle with John McCain to work on this, that, and the other thing, even though mm-hmm. we were diametrically opposed foes. Right. <laughs> that seems like it might have been a better example. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I don't think that his messaging is great. That's an understatement. I don't think it's even good. It's yeah. not good. And it's like... You, you, unfortunately, like he has, he's, uh, one of his, uh, campaign staffers, Simone Sanders, worked on the Bernie Sanders campaign back mm-hmm. in 2016. It's rough when you see, like, staffers having to essentially clean up the messes of the candidate, um, mm-hmm. on a, on a near, like, weekly basis, where she has to put out another series of tweets saying, oh, that's not exactly what he said, or he didn't mean it that way. It's like, doesn't, he's the... He's trying to be the messenger for the Democratic Party. Shouldn't his message be clear rather than muddled and confusing and seemingly pro-segregation as senator? Right. This is not a defense of him, but I think the fact that so many people are attacking him, or I guess he's stepping in it himself, and then they are just seizing that moment kind of opportunistically because... To be honest, they wouldn't do it with the the lesser known candidates. No, no uh, one's it, calling out Bill De Blasio for mm, dumb shit that he says. No, exactly. So it, it just I'm shows sorry, his keep, status. I do apologize. I keep hearkening back to Bill De Blasio. Uh, I need to I need to pick fine. another candidate. Yeah. Uh, Marianne anyway. Williamson. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> can't so, wait to I see her at the debates. Oh. I can't wait to see them all. But I, and he also um spoke in a room filled with uh, a room of wealthy donors. Mm-hmm. Um saying things like, uh, your standard of living isn't going to change. Now, he, now, I heard this quote in a different way, but I completely understand how people heard this mm-hmm. and thought, this is bananas, what are you doing? But he essentially said, um, like, you know what you're getting with me. Um, you know that you know what's going to have to happen, but no one's standard of living is going to change. Mm-hmm. Virtually everything is going to stay the same. Um, I need you. I need you all very badly. I will not let you down. Mm-hmm. To a room filled with wealthy donors. Right. It now what I what I understood was for me when I heard the quote, um, it was look. You know I have to raise taxes, but I'm not raising you to drop you to the to the poverty level. You will still be fine, and it will be beneficial for the country. I still we still need job creators. Blah 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 blah. That bullshit. I think that's what he was trying to say. Yep. But obviously, it comes off horribly. Whereas saying nothing's going to change, everything's going to stay the same. We don't want the same. Right. No one wants the right or left. No one wants the same. So. I don't understand, I don't see how this is a good message for him to be putting out there. He did it in front of cameras. Like, not cameras, I think reporters were there. Yeah, right. reporters. Like, this is not a good message. It's horrible messaging. Like, you were absolutely right. It's not good. It's not yeah. even okay. No, it's, it's blatantly off. It's not going to carry the day, and it's just the reason that he's not going to be the nominee. I'm interested to see how he does in the debates. Uh, they'll probably have refined him, buffed him up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see how authentic he can make the messages that he's been fed seem. I mean, it'll be like the Hyde Amendment all over again, where yeah. somebody had to whisper in his ear, hey, it's not okay to feel that way anymore because you're a Democrat and it's 2019. Right. Well, it also with the Hyde Amendment, he went out and told he was. I think he was speaking his truth when he said, he "I don't support this." He was. And then the campaign had to circle back. No, we're not going for these people. We're going for these people. Right. So you do support. Right. This. A matter of whether he meant it personally or as a matter of policy is kind of understandable, and I'm all for nuance, but. 
he's really loose with how he speaks, but we knew that from back when he was vice president too. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's endearing to people. Yeah, I think that I think that I'm sorry. You, I will let you because I keep I keep jumping in. I, th- I think what you said earlier about how Trump and Biden, there's too much similar there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I agree with that. As the, the style of candidate, it's pretty similar. <laughs> I just think, stylistically, yes. purely yes. on style. Okay, I was gonna say because I'm like, yeah, stylistically, absolutely. They both don't have a the filter. Cuff, no they filter. They both just say what they want to say, or they'll say what they think they need to say yeah. to win the specific people they're around at yes. the time. I think that that's very true. Mm-hmm. Policy wise, they are fucking miles away. Yeah, and then they, <laughs> they both have the creepy stuff. Which they do great. have creepy stuff right, too. One's oh. creepy. Yeah, they both definitely have creepy stuff. One's creepy stuff is horrifically creepy yes. and one is awfully creepy yeah but <laughs> it, if when it comes down to trying to sway people like you said what's really that different for some of those people to to make that choice i think if we have somebody very different i think it's better i understand that but at the same time you're looking at it you're looking at 2020 where we're going to have to win it essentially i'm not gonna lie i think it boils down to three specific states Mm-hmm. I think this race boils down to Pennsylvania. <laughs> I think this race boils down to Michigan and Wisconsin. I think that those are three states that need to be carried by Democrats in order to win this election. We can lose Florida. We can lose Iowa. Um, Ohio. We can lose Ohio. As long as we win those three, we'll probably we take the ones that we normally take, like Nevada. Um, if we can, we, we we haven't lost Minnesota in like forever. Um, uh, uh, what's it called? <laughs> we have a shot at Arizona. Like we could take these if, if we take those three states back, our path to two seventy is so crazily easy. Do like, you think Texas is in play? No, no. I don't. No, you I don't. Think, <laughs> I think right. this has been a fucking. This has Ooh. been a news thing. Maybe if Julian is our nominee, every no, he's not going to win the state either. <laughs> he's not even going to get close to it. He might pull out the would, Hispanic vote. I don't. That's think why we lose Texas. I think he would be a better messenger than a candidate. He would I be able agree. to but gonna, bring he's not gonna, people from I don't the think, state to it. If he if he stumps for people for whoever the candidate is, and the candidate is appealing and is a more moderate force, then it's possible. Like, he stumped for Hillary and got fined for. Well, it. no, he didn't stump for <laughs> Hillary. He said, "Hey, I think she'd be great." Yeah. and they're like, "You can't say that," and then right. shut his mouth for the rest of his yeah. for the rest of his time at HUD. And for <laughs> for all the uh, like bona fides that people say Beto has is a progressive like mm. honestly his voting record yeah. in, in the no. house was really moderate yes. so I mean if you get somebody who's moderate and who is that same kind of strain he was very close to unseating Ted Cruz so. yes and like we put it we, uh, we've we talked about this um, in fact a lot of us but we uh, mm-hmm. text chain talks about it everybody talks about it yep. it's easier to run a, a okay not easier but I think if he ran against John Cornyn, he would lose by more than he lost against Ted Cruz. Yes. Because Ted Cruz no is Ted question. Cruz. Right. No one likes Ted Cruz. Right. The right, the left, they all hate yeah. Ted and Cruz. And the right like Trump. So. The right like Trump. Right. His, his, numbers aren't, his numbers aren't great in Texas, though. I no. don't believe. No. And because the, the biggest swing was in, I 
think Houston. So mm-hmm. there, uh, the county down there, it uh, it had a swing of I want to say 19 points, which was the biggest swing wow. because it went uh, I think four for Republicans and then it went 15 for Hillary, and and that was the biggest swing in the entire country. So so a lot of places in Texas, especially those that are getting like the huge surges of Democratic or <laughs> demographic mm-hmm. uh, diversity like influxes, those mm-hmm. ones are changing really quickly. Yeah, there's probably not in time for this election. Probably not. Texas, as a purple state, has been Mm -hmm. a media thing every four years for the last like since since I think twenty since twenty two thousand eight, right? Like they Texas as I mean to be fair, it probably was worth talking about then because Obama took Indiana, right? Which was shocking, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but uh, that's been a media talking point for a very long time. They do that. Mm -hmm. They do um, someone might take Georgia. And it's it's getting closer. I just don't think we're there yet. I obviously think that we should go and visit, um, mm-hmm. campaign there. I just don't think too much resources, too many resources should be spent there, just because that's it's, right. it's likely not going to turn for us. Whereas spending those resources in Arizona, where you saw a democratic uh, democratic candidate uh, win a Senate seat, Senate, right. um, would be which was huge. Yes, actually. crazy huge. And didn't we get the governor? In or was that New Mexico? That was New Mexico? I don't know specifically. Do you mean Steve Sisolak? I don't know. I, I thought there was a woman. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't I don't know specifically who the governor of that state is right now because I... Just not that smart. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, spending. I think spending that uh, money uh, poor... If you're trying to put that money into a state that you likely... You might not win, but have a better shot. Arizona is that state. I think Arizona is one that we can absolutely turn and keep. But don't worry. I mean, we she, Kirsten Cinema won that race and was the senator, but her opponent Martha McSally also got to be the senator because life is fair. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's I love appointments. It's great. It's so, uh, it's so unbelievably ridiculous. I'm just glad that we came to a point where we decided that we had to elect senators because it used to be that they were all appointed. So yeah. we've made progress. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. Yay for democracy. We did it. Yeah. We did it. <laughs> and it might be that, you know, Republicans are like perpetually uh, favored for the Senate, but it's it's fine. We, we have held it before and we mm-hmm. will again. Yeah. It's just yeah. winning winning the Senate is so unbelievably difficult it is i don't know how like i also are, don't he, understand in this day and age what the what the rationale is behind of, to it, have the of the senate at all oh, just I agree. because it's, it's the same as the electoral college. why are you representing half of a state's area nope. like that doesn't make sense like the land doesn't need representation nope. it's not gonna vote i don't mm-hmm. understand no. uh i think the, that if you just fold it in and you make it proportionate like boom done the senate is a relic of the past that we will never let go of um just because of tradition doesn't mean it won't transform though it'll still be there it's just i it's i i find it hard i struggle to like understand how um a senator from california has to say like (laughs) it's maddening i mean because the number of people who represent the state across the senate and the house represents the number of electoral votes they get it's just maddening because you have something like uh i think it's a, a 70 times worth for the the uh so a voter in California versus a voter yeah. in Wyoming, it's like that much of a difference between their votes because those people, like if you divide it out, the population, it's they're representing like seventy times more people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's bananas. I don't, 
I don't understand why the Senate still exists. But I think does... we would deal with the Electoral College before we dealt with the Senate issue. What do you think about the the um, the Electoral College Pact, the popular vote pact? That's not. Do you think the that compact? Has... Uh, yeah, I I support it. I yeah. I support it, but also I think it's such a weird stopgap. Uh, and it's kind of annoying to think that uh, some state is going to give up its semi-sovereignty and its ability to have its uh, residents vote and voice heard mm -hmm. uh, just because of the way the rest of the country voted. So I applaud the people who have joined it. And it doesn't actually, it's notable, it doesn't take effect until there are enough uh, states that join for it to make up a majority. So it's not like in the meantime they're wasting their votes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just it, part of it rubs me the wrong way, but also so does the Electoral College. So yeah, maybe well, it's a good fix to a bad problem. See, I think the, the issue, the reason that it's happening is because... Amending the Constitution is incredibly difficult. And in the political times Damn we have now, impossible. it is 100% impossible. Mm -hmm. uh, so they're they're doing that in, an, in, a, in a way that they can kind of bypass the Constitution. Right. That's the only way they can do it. Right. I think that that's well, awesome. I think, okay, so I just want to be careful on wording. We're not... We're not really bypassing the Constitution. We're just getting creative with it. Just yeah. because bypassing makes it sound like we're, we're like somehow breaking rules. I one hundred percent. There's no rule that I one hundred percent will go on the record and say we are straight up bypassing, bypassing the shit out of this constitution. Screw the constitution. We we, we took a. It's a workaround. We took yeah. a flamethrower to it. Yeah. We're destroying the constitution. Screw it. We should start it over anyways. <laughs> I don't. I don't like most of it. Also, who who talks like that? Nobody talks like that. Nobody writes like that. Come on. Who's gonna understand? Put look, some emojis in there. Look, I like the rule that that soldiers just can't show up and stay here. I have to ask nicely. No, I have to nice. allow them to do that. But can we not so, call it quartering? Just because, like, who knows what that means? <laughs> that like, means we have to. That sounds like they can't, like, they can't throw quarters at yeah, us. Like, we have to quartering in our homes. Once we step out the door, though, they're allowed to chuck quarters at us all they want. They're gonna straight up pelt us with quarters. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, that's okay because we're allowed to use our bare arms against them. So, <laughs> boom, it's fine. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So back to Biden. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, you're keeping us on topic. Were we talking about that? I'm wondering. <laughs> wondering if I feel like a lot of the support he gets when he makes gaffes like this is just people like going well he has the best chance so we're gonna support him we're gonna step like yes. when is it that he's how much can he say before people stop saying he has the best chance? When his poll numbers Exa don't the, show that. Does it rely only on the poll numbers? When his poll numbers show that he doesn't stand the best chance. And by the way, these are very early poll numbers that yeah. virtually mean nothing. Mm -hmm. But but they're all we have to go on right now. And we go on data. So I would say once his poll numbers start dipping to show that he might not be the best shot to beat Trump, then people will start taking his crazy shit that he says seriously. Mm-hmm. Do you think it needs for candidates to drop out and then people to rally behind somebody else? I think that's what it's going to take. Support is too diluted right now, yeah, I think, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I think, I think those gonna... who are going with him, most of them are just like, well, he has the best chance. Whereas right. other people are passionate about their candidate yeah. and think they would do well, but are all split between everybody well, else. Well, I, I hate that uh, the, the standard that we use to, to qualify him is yes. just electability because everyone is electable. It just takes the right political climate and everything. Even Yang 
I'll say like there's there's a climate for him. Not, a not according to all these people. He's white and old and <laughs> he's electable now. Right. So that's Oh, I thought you were talking about Yeah, I thought you were talking Yang about Yang. Like, yeah, I'm surprised. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, wait, Andrew Yang is white and old? <laughs> yeah. I clearly do not uh, see the right Andrew Yang. Really? And male. I gotta add that part that, in there too. Yeah. No, I I mean I think that I think that that's fair. Like mm-hmm. when I think when people start to leave the race, you'll see um, support from generate to other, uh, but it's it's gonna be rough to try to dethrone him from. Mm-hmm. Enough people have to leave from the type of voters that he's not courting to go to someone else. But if you look at it, like who's going to leave the race, and yeah, who has enough support? Question. Will he leave early enough for people to transition to whoever the right. the nominee actually is without being bitter about it? Yeah. I think because he's gonna be he there the whole time. On, if if that's the case, then it's there's going to be a lot of acrimony, and mm-hmm. and yeah. I don't know that whoever does get the nomination is going to stand a chance. We're See, I don't another... I don't think it's Bernie or bust for people with Biden. I think the people no. who are with Biden are just there because they think well, he's they're the establishing best people too. Yeah, too. So yeah, I don't think true. that it's necessarily your your. It's not going to be people voter. staying home because he's not the nominee, in no. my opinion. Right, no. I think you're right. No, you're mm-hmm. absolutely right. No. So mm-hmm. hopefully. We don't have to deal with that. I mean, yeah, but it's just it's it's important to. I think that the way that he runs needs to change. Mm-hmm. He needs to be the guy that people actually enjoyed <laughs> right. before. The guy who, when he blurts things out of his mouth, they're either funny or they're thoughtful and uh, progressive. Mm-hmm. He needs to not and human and human. Yes. He, he always used to show, like, his human side, and right. you could really relate to, like, the things he's mm-hmm. gone through, and you feel for him, and that sort of thing, but that's not what I've seen lately. No. Yeah. It's, 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 he's definitely, he's definitely made it so that, like, I look back, I, one of my, like, favorite memories of, of Joe Biden's vice presidency is when he went on a talk show and... Uh, came out for same-sex marriage before any other, but before right, the administration did. He snubbed Obama. <laughs> he totally. Did, he didn't, and it was just him being real. It was right. literally him being real, and he did it in the dumbest way. He's like, look, you have shows like <laughs> Will and Grace. <laughs> and I Times are changing. I think it's cool. And yeah. it's like, it's like, that was the, like, just dumb stuff like that. When he blurts out things like that, where it's like, I came, I look, I believe that this should be fine because it's the right thing to do. And it actually is the right thing to do. I want those kinds of gaps. Like if the Hyde Amendment thing, if he had just stuck with the, what he had initially mm-hmm. said, if, that would have been great. And that's a that's a question of was it was it his campaign that backtracked? Was it him that backtracked? He actually He's probably, a, I mean he, he has, has something to, give, to do with the campaign. Has, you're absolutely right. <laughs> he has to give approval for yeah. that. Right. Right? If 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 they if you if he says something, yeah. They I mean unless to, yeah, I'm just unless going by wanna get fired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean I mean it's yeah, you can you can take some liberties for speaking on behalf of the candidate, but not with something that important. Right. No, not with something because you're gonna have to answer for it. Uh, there was actually a time when when Denny Wolf's stance on abortion rights was kind of up in the air, even within the campaign. So we were having a lot of internal conversations about it before we finally realized through debate and discussion where he actually stood on it, and yeah. and we realized that we were going to be able to use that to get some more uh, Democratic base votes, but it was not gonna win us any support with. Republicans. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's rough when Republicans are like, hey, we can control women when we want to. Right. It's very difficult to win support based on that argument. Definitely. I mean, so 
I said this. I 100% would, um, if, if Andrew Yang gets the nomination, I will, you'll see me in a Yang Gang t-shirt. Oh, oh, I will okay. be, I will 100% support him wholeheartedly. Yeah. Same with Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Same with Bernie Sanders. Same with Tulsi Gabbard. Uh, same with Bill de Blasio. Yeah. Are there any candidates that you see in this, in this race right now that you're like, I can't, I can't find my way to... Uh, to like we don't have a, I I know that we as Democrats don't really have a Trump we don't have a Trump like right. Anthony Weiner's not running for president right so there's no one that's like I can't I just can't do it right is there anyone for you that you're like no. I just can't do it no because the alternative's too scary yeah another yeah. administration that's the same as this one no yeah. no there's nobody who Ruth beats Bader that for Ginsburg me. can't make it we have to save her no I don't, oh. she'll live forever she better <laughs> she's, she's not going anywhere sending her fruit baskets every day just to make sending sure her protein she, shakes yeah right protein <laughs> shakes and prunes she's Fruits, gonna live forever prunes We're gonna keep her nice and, and protein shakes yeah. Did you see her workout? That's serious stuff. I didn't actually watch it, but I'm no. like, what? Stop it! Yeah, put her in a. Oh, I like her workout. It's necessary. Mm-hmm. We can't ever mind going. And exercise is important. No, her. she needs to sit in a stasis chamber, <laughs> and then they can bring her out for votes and then put her ass. She back just cryogenically <laughs> freezes between hearings. She's like, sorry guys, I couldn't write an opinion. I was busy freezing. I was busy freezing. <laughs> But I'm, been, I'm, I'm gonna live for another. 50 it's gonna be years. Futurama style. It's just gonna be her brain in a jar, still <laughs> sitting on the Supreme Court. <laughs> oh my goodness! I still haven't seen it on the basis of sex, by the way. A little bit of a tangent, but I really need to see that. The, the Neither movie about. No, oh, I I am. I need to see that no. so much. It looks so good. Mm-hmm. Though I have seen the, uh, uh, I've never mind. I was gonna make a joke, um, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, it's not actually funny. I've I've, I've watched the uh, SNL R- RBG rap a billion oh, times, and I love it. It is. It's I beautiful. live Ginsburg, and I ride for Ginsburg. Right. Yes. <laughs> um, so let's let's move on to um, the president's running for re-election. Mm-hmm. Um, he made it clear that he's running by. Going out in front of a crowd in Ohio and was it Orlando? Orlando, that's what my bad. Orlando, that was close. Mm -hmm. Um, Going out in front of a crowd in Orlando and giving us the old hits that we loved. We got the lock her up chant. We got him mentioning her emails. I guess he thinks he's still running against Hillary Clinton. Um, My question is: Is this repeat of the 2016 election? a good strategy like you you is is rehashing the old the oldies that his people love uh going to get him that get him closer to that re-election no he doesn't have to win over his base at this point they're going to show up for him mm-hmm. uh the the places where he has uh the most opportunity to gain ground gain ground are actually really surprising uh it seems like uh if you look at latin uh, Latino men and uh, and actually black men; those are the demographics where he has the most room to gain. Just because, uh, so few it, of them like him. <laughs> yeah, they're to some degree because uh, his numbers are so low with with those groups in particular, and because uh, women within those groups are most likely not going to support him; they're not going to convert easily. Uh, those are going to be the best. Uh, m- like per dollar, those are going to be the best places for him to put his money. Mm-hmm. He well, doesn't he keeps need repeating to... his unemployment rate for right. African Yeah, so that is actually Latino. really smart. That's good messaging. Yeah. Like he needs to do that. Mm-hmm. It's the lowest it's ever been since we've been uh, tracking it. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's he a, needs more of that. That's a that's a talking point that he should stick to. Yeah. Um, he probably shouldn't grab a random African American he sees in the crowd and say, right. "This is my African American." Look at him. I got one. I got one. Check <laughs> this one out. That, yeah. <laughs> well, when Mike Pence introduced him at this rally, he did say, um, "They apparently they're going to attack socialism as mm-hmm. part of their thing," and he what? said, "Socialism didn't end slavery. Freedom did." I so, guess maybe that's part of their messaging so, to the, the I just, black I, men. I'd actually like to point out that capitalism also didn't end. It was freedom. It was freedom right. that did it. To it you. Was freedom. freedom is the opposite of socialism. Obviously. Don't you get it? Freedom and liberty, opposite socialism. Guys, I'm gonna go get a notepad and take some <laughs> yeah, notes. Yeah, write some stuff down. Come on, because I don't completely understand. This is like political science 101. <laughs> so, <but> I, <laughs> see, that's I got my undergrad is in political science. Let me just try to understand. So freedom. <laughs> I'm just trying. You know, in Donnie Darko, when they yes. have like the opposite of love is not hated sphere, it's like that. Oh, right. So, okay. so you see, it's it's actually really apropos. I think now Oddly, that I didn't mean for that to be a good point. Now that you've explained it in this way, I totally get it. By the way, I've never seen Donnie Darko. <laughs> uh, there you go. Just so you know, that's the spectrum of human okay. emotion. Everything lies somewhere on between there. love and fear. A love and fear. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was that had to be the dumbest thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. What on earth is he? That's so crazy. I think think you're going to hear that a lot over this campaign. I think so. I mean, people are afraid of socialism. So anti-communism is like a a boogeyman that mm -hmm. still exists. And that'll that'll, that'll gin up the support of people who are actually going to vote. Older people. Yeah. Older people will go out and vote. Socialism isn't a scary thing for younger people. Right. Because younger people have watched capitalism kind of fail them. Support is so high right now for for millennials. It's Mm -hmm. it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. It's because... Because when you actually hear the ideas that go along with... And and it's not pure socialism either. It's not. It's like, it's so Socialism in our democracy. Right. It's We're not people. talking about every yeah. corporation being like a government entity. Yeah. That's not what it is. We, We're not no, all going to no, have no, equal no. ownership. But when you look at places like Sweden, there's so much more accountability because there mm-hmm. is like this this intertwining of corporations and and the the government. I mean, there there's this one story about a, a couple who went vacationing in Peru, and there was a, a Swedish company that was there that was like a fishing company or something like that, and they saw them like mistreating uh, workers and. And stuff like that so when they came home they were whistleblowers and because of the way that uh that companies and the the politics are intertwined there they were able to actually say like oh hey you have to stop this versus in america if we were abroad mm-hmm. like doing things as long as we were within the laws of that place like mm-hmm. yeah it's fine yeah. it's good that's why you're able to like say we're gonna hire people in these these factories that are so terrible that we would never have yeah. at home like but apple it's like, oh yeah it's fine like it's good. apple like nike yeah. like like you look at apple anything. who's gonna probably be the first trillion dollar company and it's like yeah they really need to pinch some pennies oh yeah yeah my yeah. twelve hundred dollars we, we need their chinese workers having suicide nets yeah. so that they're not killing and then, the the we're, and then we're supposed to feel so good when they when they're philanthropists it's like i don't want you to have so much money that you can afford to affect our our policies that way mm-hmm. i want to i want to have that money going back yeah. into the government so that we can actually use democracy to decide what that money is best spent on because they never could have gotten there without the mm-hmm. the government being what it is yeah, which absolutely. is really disappointing absolutely i will 100% that i'm a hypocrite when it comes to this because and i think we all kind of want you keep mm-hmm. like skipping words what? you said i will 100% 
<laughs> I won you did, you did that earlier too. Guys, I got a, I got a wee bit of wine here. I'm uh, 100%, 100%, 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. I 100% say that. I like it. That's gonna be a new phrase. Look, 100%. I 100% say that's the best phrase I've heard Look, so far. I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get some stuff into the lexicon. Okay, oh, I'm trying to get hashtag Merlot Mondays into the lexicon. I'm also trying to get 100% per se. I like it. I support both of these. Thank you. My name's Nathan Lund, and I support his message. <laughs> But like yeah, I'm 100% a hypocrite. I have uh, we record this uh, on a on a MacBook. Um, I have my you iPhone. are an Apple yeah, fanboy. I want yeah. well I for mean, sure. I have these two things. I don't have a watch. How much did you spend on don't new ask Mac me you're this getting? question on on air? Dollars. <laughs> 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 I spent right. it doesn't it doesn't oh, matter. Um, but but the the way that these companies go overseas and treat people. Mm-hmm. And tr- uh, just treat workers is heinous. It's mm-hmm. absolutely heinous. Mm-hmm. And this, it's not like we we kind of even when they when they do horrible things here, we still barely do anything. Right. Like we find them a percentage that literally is like a week for them. It, it's nothing. Right. Oh yeah, talking about like big oil and things yeah. when they have their spills, things that we can't repair within a generation, mm-hmm. and they have to pay some margin of a percent. Uh, on their profits Which for, that for that day. For that day. And it's just like... So, I think, it's, I think it would be... It, it's obviously better served that the government get more involved mm-hmm. in business to try to either, A, incentivize good behavior mm-hmm. or actually punish bad behavior in a scope that matters to them. Right. A, a portion of a day's uh, pay for them is nothing. Right. To actually hitting them... The, Kicking them in the teeth when it comes to uh, punishment for for their human rights abuses is very important and needs to happen. And it doesn't happen in unfettered capitalism. No. Well, okay, so there's also this thing where people say that they like free markets because they like capitalism. But what we have is not a free market. Capitalism without the check of an actual free market, which includes freedom of ideas, uh, freedom of like voting with your dollars through uh, having information provided to you, requires transparency, right. which has to be regulated, which has to be insured because companies are not inclined to be transparent. So those things need to be regulated. Otherwise, a free market can't even exist. Mm-hmm. Free markets are are not antithetical to government oversight. They're necessary. They require each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that in in a true free market, we need to understand what our dollars are supporting. And I wish that things were broken down more to where when I'm when I'm going to buy my iPhone, maybe I'm confronted with it the same way that that when you're buying a pack of cigarettes, they tell you warnings about yes. what you're supporting. Just something along those lines, like. Free trade is never going to be something that people just buy into because the things are expensive right now. Mm-hmm. If people had higher wages, maybe, which is a whole other thing, <laughs> but also related, uh, you know, we'd we'd all be able to to lift those boats with the higher tide. But hey, PA but still alas, has federal minimum. I know up? the only one. Seven twenty-five. Wolf has introduced. He, Wolf has introduced legislation to increase it to fifteen dollars. It yeah. will die in when we the legislature. The legislature we have. There's nothing we can do. No. They're not gonna bring this up. No. Because why would they? Yeah. I mean, sure, workers should make a living wage, mm-hmm. um, but also. I don't want to make businesses pay them. Right. Like, I don't understand how, uh, it's it's hard for me. I understand if people have, like, if they are very big on their social issues, mm-hmm. so they choose to look at those instead of 
um, instead of uh, economic issues. Mm-hmm. But a higher minimum wage is helpful for everyone. And when you poll people, when you poll that idea... It's popular. It's popular. And when, when states allow you to vote on just that idea, it passes. It generally passes yeah. for a friend, but uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a more complex issue, I think. And also, we I think by being too simplistic about it, by saying that there are no losers in it, uh, it... it if not intellectually honest, just I'm not because saying that there, are, there are no losers, I'm saying. No, I, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say that the ones that are losers are ones that deserve to lose. Just the same way that uh, we should be free to fail as workers, yeah. companies should be free to fail yeah. if they can't afford to pay their workers. If they can't afford to pay a worker a living wage, then you shouldn't. You shouldn't be a company. Them. You're not like, doing well. I'm, I'm sorry. And provide them with health and insurance and everything. The else. counter argument is always, well, mom and pop shops can't support that. Well. I mean, unfortunately, I care more about a person's livelihood than I care about a mom and pop shop. Mm-hmm. I just do. It's, Plus, it's been shown that it's not the case no. with the ones who actually try. Weirdly the enough, Seattle is, hasn't burned to the ground yet. Yeah, the problem is that people try to sustain their level of income. The people who are the owners, who are the, the runners mm-hmm. of the business, mm-hmm. uh, those people try to sustain that level of income while raising the wages of other people. And sorry, you have to sacrifice some just because your business model before was lopsided and you were getting way too much out of it. And you would think businesses would support something like Medicare or Medicaid for all, mm-hmm. because it would take that cost off of them that they could raise wages. Right. But you don't see... Also, though, if, really if, if it was really popular, I, I doubt that that money would go to it. And they realized <laughs> yeah, that it true. would be their taxes that mostly funded it because, you know... Well, not the largest corporations, which pay like a dime or less a mm-hmm. year, which is just insane. And uh, tax loopholes are the bane of the country's existence. But... Uh, they would be paying the brunt of it per person or per corporation. It would be a lower percentage than what yeah. we pay, which is also yeah. an atrocity. But but yeah, it, they would be paying more still, even at that lower percentage. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The, the, there's the whole thing where it's like the, the marginal dollar, what's it worth to you? When you have a million dollars, what's that extra dollar get you that you mm-hmm. couldn't get with that million dollars? Nothing. What does no. it do for somebody who's poor? It goes right back into the economy because they can't even hold on to their money. Yeah. Well, let me go back to what we were talking about. Which was, what was that? Which was <laughs> Trump's, the, re-election. Trump's re-election. Yeah. Um, now, he, he poll tested, uh, sorry, he crowd tested his new slogan and when i say new i mean he had it when he got elected right. it was, was immediately immediately when he got elected he's like okay we fucking got this one it's gonna be great right. um so he uh in front of a crowd asked do you guys want a slogan to be make america great again or do you want to be keep america great um nathan what has been done to make america great again and how are we going to keep it great like what what awesome things has the trump administration done um, that has now made America great again, and what should we do to keep it great? Hmm. Uh, there's a lot more diversity of ideology on Fox News. That's about it. That's all I got. Is there? I got. Yeah, yeah, because there are actually people who are anti-Trump at this point. At the beginning, there weren't, so there you go. That's the only Wait, where? Whoa! Wait, where? They they have to be a little under wraps about it, but I mean, <laughs> I mean Chris Wallace isn't interrupting people when they criticize them, so, you know, that's basically support. True, that's true, I'll give you that. Chris mm-hmm. Wallace, 
I, I did not. I still don't really like Chris Wallace. No, but you don't have to. He one hundred. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't care if I do. No, um, but he one hundred percent actually, when it comes to questioning people in this administration, he does his job, and that is so surprising. To right, me. you need people like that. Even, yeah. especially for the the people who are watching Fox News, who that's going to be their only only exposure. Although that's a little simplistic because the, the, the bubble is a little bit exaggerated when it comes to people. So they watch broadly, but they don't trust broadly. I'm, so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and let that be my I'm disclaimer. very surprised that the Murdoch family hasn't kidnapped Shepard Smith by now. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly surprised that he hasn't been trying to go into work and then been, like, just grab a bag shoved over his head and been pushed into a trunk of a Lexus and driven into the Hudson. He exists to be a palatable enemy. Hmm. He's friendly enough to where you don't have to be turned off by him because he speaks your language, he's talking your talking points, but he's doing it in a way that challenges you, so it still kind of hurts a little bit. I mean, I see, it's it's so refreshing to see clips of literally him just saying, the administration is lying to you. Right. Our, our anchors are also lying to you. Right. They are being incredibly, uh, incredibly dishonest. Mm -hmm. And then the five comes on and tries to rebut everything that was just said. Right. Um, yep. Do you, what do you think about Democrats going on, um, going on Fox News doing town halls? We've had, um, I believe Beto did one, Kirsten Gillibrand did one, um, Pete Buttigieg. Buttigieg did one. Sanders. Sanders did do one. Mm -hmm. um, the president was very unhappy about Sanders doing Right. One. Incredibly unhappy. Yeah. What do you think about Democrats going on and doing that versus the Democrats that like Warren and Harris who said absolutely not? I think it's good, actually. Like, I, I don't like the idea of discounting places like that. Uh, I think that they're actually pretty fair mm -hmm. at the town hall. So I think when you're, when you're saying that you're not going to go there, you're kind of... Uh, prejudiced against the the news corporation which i appreciate and i think is is fair but you're also discounting the people who watch it which probably isn't yeah. as fair that's what i've said before that's a whole big anytime you're limiting people. your audience yeah. i i don't understand the benefit of yeah it. and it doesn't hurt because they do let them actually present their yeah. ideas and if nothing else you get you get some street cred because you were able to face up against it if you're not uh there's there's that this is a weird parallel, but when Sandra Bullock won the the Oscar uh, for whatever the movie was, the, the blind football side? one, yeah, the Blind Side. I, I still haven't seen it. Oops, I'm kind of behind. But uh, I also didn't but see it. She won the Razzie for for that like all about Steve or whatever crappy mm -hmm. movie it was, and she said when she went to that, she was like, if you win a Razzie and you don't show up to get the award for being the worst actress of the year, then you don't deserve to show up to get the Oscar for best. And I think that's kind of what showing up on Fox News is for for these. Democratic candidates, you gotta you gotta show up. You gotta get hissed at a little, a little bit because you know that's what people who are watching at home are doing. Even if people in the audience are friendly, right? Well, I mean, I think when one of the things that was like um, one of so Warren said she wasn't going to do it, right. and I think that her reasoning for not doing it was better than just the I'm not going on because it's a horrible network. Blah 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 blah. Right. She was saying I'm not going to let them monetize my name and. Get them ratings, i.e. bigger ad buys, mm -hmm. uh, i.e. more money for their garbage network because mm -hmm. because they are a bad network that employs bad people who give disingenuous arguments, and I'm not going to let them fundraise on me. Mm -hmm. I think that that's a fair. I think that's a fair way to say I'm not doing. Like other people say, I'm not doing it because they're a garbage network, which mm -hmm. I think 
Though I agree with that, I can understand the uh, the counter argument of why limit your audience. Go and speak to go and speak to more people. But I think Warren actually laid out a decent. I mean, she's really good at planning stuff out. So she laid out a decent argument as to why not right. to do it in regards of you're monetizing that network. Now they're gonna make that money anyway, yeah. but they're probably gonna make more money if a big name like Warren or you know Sanders who went mm-hmm. is there. Anyone? Differently, maybe I'm wrong. I don't. I don't hate her argument. Yeah, on it. I think I it's just, fair. I just don't like it either. Just because, I mean, where do you draw the line? I mean, she shows up on other networks where reporters are biased. I mean, I know that it's it's not really in vogue to to be honest about this, but the the media actually does have a liberal bias. Most of the people who are on TV are going to be left of center, if not farther left than that, especially on things like MSNBC, and it's it's kind of uncomfortable to talk about but also the truth kind of has a liberal slant to it so if you're a journalist you should kind of be in that direction at least when reporting even if not personally but we're talking about left of center where i feel like when it comes to now i'm not going to speak for msnbc because they do have you know the the progressive Mm -hmm. um the progressive uh primetime slots with maddow um lawrence o'donnell and chris hayes yeah um and to a lesser extent, Chris Matthews, who has seemingly become more liberal over time. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, they're straight. Like they're they're straight news. And when it comes to CNN, I mean, other than the obvious, I think that there's more. I think there's more um, just general reporting rather than. Uh, edit, like editorial. So here's here's the thing. Uh, when you make the framing part of what you disagree with, then everything is able to be dismissed as liberal bias. So as an example, uh, when Fox News covers uh, like transgender people doing anything, they use dead names. They do these other things that journalists on other networks don't do because they're sensitive to what that community wants and how they want to be reported on, whereas Fox News doesn't necessarily care. That is a liberal bias because they've decided that they're not going to adhere to that journalistic standard and they're going to disrespect those people by using dead names, by misgendering them. Uh, But then they also see the liberal media, everything that's not Fox News, as, as being liberal because they're not accepting their framing, which is prejudice, bias, bigoted, however you want to phrase it, but it, um, so when you when you won't see that ground, then you're kind of painting yourself into a corner to where everyone seems to be against you just because they're trying to be fair to other people, which is also a liberal bias, mm-hmm. which is kind of unfair. Political I correctness. I don't even mean it as an admonishment. Yeah. yeah. A liberal bias at this point is pretty much necessary to navigate a diverse world. So if you want to be a journalist who's giving fair representation to the people who you're reporting on, then it's necessary. I think that was an old John Stewart quote, actually. Facts have a liberal bias. Yeah. I yeah. think that was an old John Stewart quote. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Especially yeah. nowadays when right. literally just calling out the president for telling lies is considered Right. It's considered Fake liberal bias. Right. Saying liberal that maybe bias. we shouldn't put those children in cages is a liberal bias. Right. Like yeah. that's that's what we that's what that's the political climate we're in now. Yeah. Where yeah. you are a liberal if you question anything that the administration is doing, even if you are like someone like Bill Crystal, mm-hmm. who's absolutely not a fucking liberal, right. or Rick Wilson. Or Joe Walsh, former um, uh, Republican congressman and person I disdain. Mm. Like, he still questions the administration constantly. And I'm like... As any sane person should. It's so annoying when I have to sit there and be like, fuck, I 
I agree, agree with, with this person. I agree Ugh. with Joe Walsh. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, Ugh. swallow that one. It's a hard pill. It's gross. Ugh. It's yeah. gross. I. That's a part of the reason why I'm very angry at this president. Right. I've had to root for things that I <laughs> hate entirely. I have to. I had to root for the Philadelphia Eagles because oh. he was like super. They they had people protesting on their team, and he right. went out of the way to, like be unnecessarily rude to the Eagles. So I'm right. just like, fuck, I have to root for the Eagles. Yeah. I hate them. Damn. I have to root for everyone I don't like. I'm like, God, why am I on the side of John McCain? <laughs> what is going on in my yeah. life? It, it is rough. Uh, Trump is making a lot of strange bedfellows. Yes. It's odd. I, I'm not comfortable with some of my allies either, but you know what? They're they're against my enemy, so yeah. I'll, I'll take the them. The enemy of my enemy is my, my friend. friend. Yeah, or at least somebody I tolerate, so yep. we'll take it. I'll deal with it now. Uh, but I once think... he's out of office, fuck you, Philadelphia. <laughs> right? There they go. They're right up. Uh, you're out of the now. door. Yeah. I'm back. Doesn't matter. Insert Democratic name here. Doesn't have any kind of opinion on your protest. I no. don't care. I can root for whoever I no. want. No. At that point, I'm back on the train right. of hating you. Boom. <laughs> I think sometimes we sit a little bit on our high horse, and this is going back a little ways, but yeah. uh, we we like to think that we because this is this is towards the uh, facts have a liberal bias quote. So. There, there was a study, uh, I think in 2010, but I'm not sure. Uh, it was about uh, car buying and, and uh, along political lines. So uh, the, the whole point of the study, it was a political science study. Don't remember the authors. Uh, it was to show how economically stable you felt personally or how uh, like financially confident you were uh, based on who was president. So... Oddly enough, without the, the economy changing for people in any discernible or significant way, they were more confident when their party, their party of registration, was in power, was in yeah. the Oval Office. So car buying actually like skyrockets among Democrats when a Democrat is in office, even if economically they're doing worse. And the same is true for Republicans. Really? So, yeah. So we we are a lot more forgiving to whoever's at the top when it's a I, Democrat. I'll and, admit that. And the yeah. Republicans do the same. So mm-hmm. when we talk about people... Like voting against their interests. I mean, some people should vote against their interests. Warren Buffett voting against his economic interests. It's I awesome. love that. I it's love fantastic. it. I wish some people would do it, but I, I do hate to see when like the poor guy is voting against his economic interests because he really needs that money. It's really rough when like you see like you can you can easily divide this country on social issues. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when in, in in big campaigns where there's um, you know, when you're having trouble making an economic argument, sometimes mm-hmm. you don't even have to make an economic argument. Yeah. You just have to jump in and say, well, this group is trying to do this. They're trying yeah. to change the social values that you hold dear. And it works. It right. works so often. And it's so upsetting because it's like, people, unfortunately, like, these things aren't really affecting you. Whereas, whereas economic issues absolutely affect you. What I hate about it, though, is that it disentangles the two issues because uh, all social issues fundamentally have an economic basis. Mm-hmm. That's true. Because there's no, there are only so many levers that you have as a legislator, and one of the only ones that you can pull to affect any kind of social change is economics. So, like, even if it's not something that you're pulling to incentivize or to uh, to dissuade people from taking some kind of action, you are are still going to have uh, economic effects and reverberations that are going to be felt from it. 
So abortion would be a good example of that. A mm. lot of that has to do with economic viability. If you're not if you're not able to control your bodily autonomy and when you you want to or don't want to become a parent, then how are you supposed to? <laughs> I like it. Just 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 so that people who can't see know, uh, he just took a big old swig of, of wine from the bottle. I'm glad you because it would have been like I like it, and then you just keep going important. on your point like what was this about? Yeah, what was that about? <laughs> I I wanted to to do that because I I had the problem last time. I I was on a podcast I just talked about a lot of things that were very visual that I was like showing the people who was in the room with <laughs> All right. I was like you guys this this grab is really great you see how it's going up and then I'm gonna like, do a bunch of hand tricks here right, we go exactly ooh <laughs> and then if you guys could just ooh and ah as if I just did something really impressive ooh. that'd be great thank you that was amazing how am I levitating it's Whoa. crazy he is straight up levitating in this room wow. you know yeah. level 5 democrat <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to introduce the last topic? I, I just to close out. Donald Trump is running the same old. Uh, <laughs> right. you know, I mean, I, that's what we talked about. No, I, I just. What's up? I want to say a little bit about that. Yeah. Back to the right. So, back in 2016, when he ran this campaign, people said because he was also pretty much only reaching out to his base, only going to rallies for his, like, that sort of thing. And it seems like he's going to do the exact same thing again, only reach out to the base. Now, will having a candidate without the um, negative opinions that Hillary had be enough to just prove that this doesn't work? Not have, like, the FBI letter coming out a couple weeks before? <laughs> or uh, like the, I think it'll definitely help to not have a candidate that's under investigation from yeah. the FBI. Yeah, or is... Is it possible that just only talking to his base is going to work for him while we reach out to everybody and still can't get the middle ground to listen to us? I think that's that's an important question we need. It is important. It's it's really important. And it's a, it's a tough one to answer. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, there were so God, many factors. There were so there, many factors in 2016 for the outcome we got. And what was actually important, what didn't really matter, I wish we knew. I can feel this. Um, <laughs> Do it. I got it. It's easy. Uh, no. Uh, I think that I think that if we have a candidate that has a obviously we don't want a candidate that's under investigation for any sort of thing mm-hmm. at all. Was the uh, Hillary Clinton stuff mostly kind of nonsense? But yes, uh, some of it was relevant and some of it was um, a legitimate criticism of her. But the the FBI found that they were not going to. Uh, sure, the Justice Department found they were not going to press charges because there was nothing that they they they, they didn't think that it was something that they would win. Um, I think it's definitely going to help for um, the Democrats to not nominate a person who has that specific baggage that can have something like that come out around the time, like, four days before the election. Especially with how Donald Trump kind of holds his DOJ in his back pocket. Yes. They do his yes. bidding. So. They 100%, you have, you have, not the Department have, of Judge, you have the Department of Justice that will literally not do anything to... Um, to upset the current president, mm-hmm. um, I think it's one. I think that um, he's going to probably get around the same vote share that he got last time. The same, the same numbers, if not maybe a little bit lower. Mm-hmm. So you need to make sure that you uh, nominate someone who doesn't have any sort of surprise element. Unfortunately, since it's a surprise, we have no <laughs> idea. Yeah, we just have to avoid surprises. I That's mean, to perfect. be fair, this you wasn't be a consultant. Can I? Yeah. How much money do you think I can make just being like, hey, 
just don't do illegal shit. Right. To be fair, the right. Clinton well, stuff... I'll take that $10,000 right. to get out of here. That's fine. The Clinton stuff wasn't a surprise. It wasn't a surprise, wasn't. but the, we knew the, about letter, it the, the letter from the FBI uh, saying that we're continuing to investigate Hillary Clinton was. Mm-hmm. That was... Uh, that was a cr- like they had already said we've con- like we've concluded we are done there is nothing to see here right. sure she was um, negligent I think let's say negligent um, but overall not criminal right to come out a couple days before that and say whoa shit we're looking at some more stuff that is one hundred percent a surprise no yeah. one we didn't see that coming and that actually it looked like based on based on polling mm-hmm. that hurt her. Yeah, a lot. Well, like you were saying about Trump having the DOJ now, I mean, what's to stop him from just putting something else about the candidate like a week before? We're is. looking into him for something. For whatever. You and know, then after he's like, now. never mind, there was nothing. Yeah. Right. Surprise. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't put anything We're checking out Beto O'Rourke for tax evasion. Right. We're not sure. Ooh, crazy. I, don't, I think that one might be a little too close to the chest for Donald yeah. Trump. Yeah. So that one he would not want in people's minds. Look into their crimes, but like not crimes that will reflect badly on me. Right, exactly. Because I've committed a lot of those crimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A right. bunch of them. <laughs> um, no. I think that, I think that, I think that, the Dem- I, I mean, Hillary Clinton had hate from the time she was the first lady in the 90s. Mm-hmm. She's had, she's had, uh, uh, I guess, a negative media uh, appearance for, what, 20, 30 years before she ran for president? She was actually pretty popular as Secretary of State. She was po- exactly when she's not running yeah. for something, right? She yeah. is very popular. Yeah, she was unpopular as First Lady for some fucking weird reason. Then um, she became the senator, and she was the senator in New York, mm-hmm. and she was popular as senator. In New York. Yeah. Um, then she's like, I'm gonna run for president. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, Whoa, we fucking hate you. Right. Then she ran. Uh, sorry. Then she was the secretary. She lost. Um, obviously, Obama. Mm-hmm. Um, then she was the secretary of state. Was extremely popular. Mm-hmm. Stopped being the secretary of state. Was still very popular. And then um, said, Hey, I think I'm gonna run for president. And everyone's like, Whoa, we don't like you. And it's like, Wait, when? When did you guys not yeah. like her? Right. When she was running for something, she was unpopular. When she was doing a job, she was popular. Right. I think it depends on what level it is. I think president is just people can't imagine still a woman. Uh, well, yeah, they're gross. Yeah. The yeah, right. Caboose they're gross and all that jazz. They're gross. Uh, they have lady bits. Yeah. They like. I know. How are they ever gonna like keep their emotions in control if they if they have to take that two a.m. phone call? Blah, I know. Blah, 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 I know. What if stuff? they don't get their beauty rest? What if she gets that... pregnant or something based on the reproductive knowledge of the people running against her? Yeah, sixty-year-old woman. By the way, um, just want to point out the uh, current president um, tweets his feelings at like four a.m. Right. So about very important matters, mm-hmm. incredibly important matters, like like um, how the failing New York Times says that he's not very nice or right. whatever. It's sad. Like that that argument should be smashed to bits, right? Like saying like, oh, women are too emotional to run. Donald Trump is the most temperamental person. I, Forget president yeah, in honestly, America. Skip president. Yeah. You you do not find a person who goes on Twitter as much to just talk shit on people he's very upset with at the right. time. Like, literally, he will go on, he'll go for a holiday and say, um, happy Father's Day to, uh, to everyone, including my haters. Like, what the fuck, 
What right? is going on with you? He's like an Instagram influencer what or something. What hug did he not get? Like, what is All this? of them. <laughs> like, this is nonsense. Oh. There's no one more, like, oh my god. An emotional firecracker is mm-hmm. this guy. He's just straight up losing his you mind never know when what anyone you're gonna says get. anything. Yeah, it's scary. It's scary because really he has is. he has all the powers of a regular president. I even know. though he's he's out of his mind. He's like he's off his rocker. Hey, we gave this toddler a flamethrower, so let's see what happens. I mean, I hope the toddler doesn't burn the entire house to the ground, but I don't know. We'll he's out. in charge now. Yeah. So here we go. Like so. it's 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 not it's not normal. It's mm-hmm. not normal. You don't normally have a president coming back on everyone for every small criticism. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's not, you have to, Obama said this, I'm the president for everybody, and people aren't going to like me, and they're going to yeah. say mean things about me, and I'm going to deal with it, because that's, a, this is not how you deal with it, Twitter right. is not your outlet to deal with it as a fucking president. Yeah, and to the point of, because you raised a good point about whether he can win by running uh, just towards his base, and, yeah. and you gave a resounding no. He can't. Uh, but he can't. I think the answer is yes. No, if, he can't. If the Democrat yeah. isn't able to get enough support because there are, there are two things that can win an election, turnout or persuasion. If you can't turn out a base number I of agree. Democrats, then you're not going to win. So we need someone who gets enthusiastic support. I will say this. I'm not saying that it's about... I, I'm not saying that it's about him winning. He's not going to be able to... He, okay. We're going to lose it. Is what we're going to lose it. If mm-hmm. we don't... If we don't pick someone, we need to pick someone, and I don't give a fuck who, it, I mean, I do care right. who it is, but yeah. honestly, I don't fucking care who it is. Yeah. We need to rally behind that person. Right. And I'm sorry, if it's Joe Biden, I'm going to rally behind Joe Biden. Yeah. If it's Bernie Sanders, I don't even, I don't, I don't like Bernie Sanders. I'm not a big fan <laughs> But I'm going to rally behind Bernie Sanders. If mm-hmm. it's Bill de Blasio. <laughs> right? He's just, he's the unsung hero of the I will the say Democrat. this. I will say this. And I don't know how often you've listened to this podcast. I fucking hate Dan Lipinski. He is a representative from Illinois. He sucks. I fucking hate him. If he wins the nomination, let's go Dan Lipinski. Woo. But, like, we we need to have that attitude. That we need to get this guy out of here attitude. I understand that it's like, you don't want to vote for the lesser of two evils. Mm-hmm. But I'm sorry when Bowser is in the fucking... Is in the White House, you can't argue over if I if you want Mario, Luigi, or Toad. Right. You have to go with whoever it is. That's true. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, I guess speaking of that, <laughs> yeah. who you want for 2020? Who's your support Do you have a 2020 candidate? No, we have... We have miles right. until we have to decide as we, PA. Yeah. We're not as important as Iowa. Right. Oh, no. <laughs> so, Isn't that great? Oh. No, it's not. I love uh, the schedule. I hate, just, yeah. I hate the fact that Iowa and New Hampshire go first. I despise it. And there's nothing that prevents other states from just moving up in the primary. But when California moved up. When they do it, though, then they just move, too, yep. to still be first. Because that's they their pride of place. I think they have some sort of thing that's written it, that they it have. It automatically they, triggers, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. they don't even have to worry about it. It's yep. like, oh, it's fine. Now our primary this day. Sorry, California. We're going to just start having primaries two years into a presidency. It's going to be fine. That's Whatever. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Screw it. But yeah. No, so, so, um, so who, who do you see as uh, your, t- now, now understand. This is going to be my dream pick. It's not exactly. going to be. Yeah. It's not going to be a pick that you think's actually going to happen. No. If you do, it's great, but yeah. you don't, it's fine. I think that Who is your, who is your dream 2020 ticket? Give me, give me. President, vice president. Oh, president and vice president. If you if you want to do one or oh, another, no, I can okay. do I can I can do both. Okay, so, so Pete Buttigieg, 
I actually, I love for president. Okay. I just love it. I think that the contrast is huge. I love the idea of him being the first married gay president mm-hmm. as well. So like we'll have we'll have a first lord or whatever you're gonna call him, first mister, <laughs> first gentleman, first gentleman. Not even Bill. Some but... some guy, some guy. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> first dude in the White House. Boom! I like it. He's gonna be the host, and he's gonna be so great at it. I followed his Twitter. He's hilarious. Jason. Uh, yeah, yeah. A big fan. Big fan. He's my I gotta follow Jason, commentator. Okay. Yeah, you have to. Uh, I like him and. I haven't put a lot of thought into his vice president, but I think Elizabeth Warren would be amazing just because, like, think of it. She's president of the Senate if she's vice president. Mm-hmm. Who knows the Senate better than Elizabeth Warren? She's a taskmaster. And also, who's put out more policy than Elizabeth Warren? Nobody. No and whoever will, nobody. They're all so far behind her right now that they couldn't catch up if they tried. She puts out a major... I say this, like, every single <laughs> podcast. She puts out a major policy proposal every week. And you read them? If you read them, they are fleshed out. They are they are mm-hmm. top to bottom. Like, they are good plans. Like, even if you don't think that they're good plans or you don't agree with them, like... She thoroughly thought, thought them out. Things. Yeah, she thinks of them. She looks at the consequences, even the ones that aren't going to be popular with people, and she addresses them. It's a balance. That's all mm-hmm. policy work is. And I think that her uh, in, in the Senate could be like another LBJ thing, and maybe she'll have a presidency of her own in the future if she if she has a I mean, I think slot. it's going to be hard if... if if Buttigieg gets eight years, yeah. um, it's gonna be hard for her to run that. Right. Um, especially, I think we're we're creeping towards younger nominees. Right. So for the Democratic Party. Yeah. We're creeping towards younger nominees. So if she's the VP for eight years, it's gonna be rough for her to be like, I'm gonna get in this shit. It might be a Biden situation. Maybe. Well, not Biden situation because she doesn't <laughs> say crazy shit. Right. <laughs> but yeah, it might she's be. a little too, uh, I guess, deliberate. <laughs> to be Joe Biden? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's a little... Yeah. Well, she thinks before she speaks. That's true. I like that quality in people. Yeah, yeah I president. agree. I also it'd like... Be a, it'd be a good thing for our president. I like it. What are your picks? Um... Want to go first? Well, Booker... I love Booker. I love Booker so much. Okay. She's a um, Booker baby. For president. Yeah. Okay. But I, that's not realistic. No, hey. No, you don't have to be. No, no. I, I wasn't being realistic. And either. I honestly... I don't know who I'd want to put as his VP, just yeah. because I would want a woman, and mm-hmm. I think the other women um, are more qualified than him. Right, so having him as VP, that's yes. my only issue with putting Elizabeth Warren in slot two, too. Yeah. I feel like because it's almost like a slight. Be, yeah. like a slight she yeah. should be in slot one, and yeah. he should be in slot two. I, you could honestly swap those two, and I'd be just as happy. Mm-hmm. Although I don't, I think Pete would get eaten alive in the Senate, even though I think he'd be a great president mm-hmm. now. First of all, as president of the Senate, he barely has to do anything. That's true. He just has to break 50-50 ties, which we won't have because we're not going to win the Senate. I mean, that's that's the on-paper duty of the president of the Senate, but they, they do, they propose policy, they do a lot of other things. Like, they're able to, to put stuff up in there. Yeah, so, they like, can, but they, they don't. Like, they, they can, but they really, most of the time, they don't. I just want to see a return to, like, activist VP. Yes! That's all I want. I would love that. That would be so good. Bring it. Bring I think Warren uh, on the top and Booker as the VP would Ooh. be great. Whoa, that's, you're switching it up? Whoa, that's pretty I'm fun. Still, this I mean, is the first week that you took that, Booker's that you didn't under? put Booker at the top. You know what, no, though? I, I've said, I I've like said my realistic choice at this point is Harris. That's very but... New England, though. Like, or Northeastern. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a lot. Yeah, but he's from New Jersey. 
<laughs> Fair enough. You're that oh, we got so many demos mixed shit up in there. On you. He's dating Rosario Dawson. Yeah. Um, there you go. We've got black, white, woman, man, young, old. We've got everything. We've got Batman. It's I the, mean, it's, yeah. it's the he's have it all. He's game. literally Batman of New York. I know I do love the stories about him going to save people from burning buildings. And people don't know him. (laughs) Why not? How do people not know who Cory Booker is? I don't know. It blows my mind. Because national news fucking failed. If there is a mayor of a major city that constantly that is going into buildings multiple times, is is hanging out. Running the car crashes. Is hanging out with dogs that are left outside in the cold, yep. that is allowing people to just come to his house to charge their phone because of Hurricane yep. Sand. Like, holy... The fact that the national news failed you mm-hmm. to not see this candidate, that's their fault. I've yeah. been, for years, since like justice. 2010, I've been saying that Booker would be a great president. I actually really so. liked him before we had this crowded field. I still like him. I just, I think he that doesn't he have gets a chance. found out. Yeah. He might be, he might get have a chance as VP though. Yeah. And I'd love that. Hey, I'd love not? that. Not if Biden gets the nomination. <laughs> right, yeah, no. Yeah, not the way things are going. No, because but he'll call him, he'll call him, uh, he won't call him boy, so it'll be fine. <laughs> you know, at least he'll be respectful. <laughs> you know? Uh, oh, that was, that might have been the funniest thing I've ever said on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, high standards. So I, I've always, I, not always, but like, I, um, Jess Britton actually came, uh, she was on the podcast mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, and her dream ticket is my dream ticket. Okay. Um, Elizabeth Warren at the top, Kamala Harris um, as in the VP slot. I would I would very much like for um, Kamala Harris to be the president. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, I don't. I'm looking at um, polling and looking at states, and I don't Stop. necessarily. What? Stop looking at polling. You have to. Fuck I polling. don't. I'm, unfortunately, I mean, yes, I want to see how this debate goes, but yeah. unfortunately, yeah. I don't see this as um, like looking at it. Buttigieg keeps beating her. Mm-hmm. In, well, he's in, in places where male. I'm like, why? That's true. South Carolina. Why? Yeah. No, South Carolina, where the where the majority of voters who are voting in that primary are going to be black. Well, the black voters went to Biden, so yeah, the rest are going to Buttigieg. Yeah, I know. It's fucking crazy to me. It is crazy. You're on Kamala's... Mm. Anyway, um, but uh, <laughs> I don't know how often you've listened to this, but have you heard of the... Um, the Castro. Uh-huh. You've heard of Castro? Yeah. yeah. Um, if he runs mm-hmm. and wins yeah. and becomes the president... Okay. He has a twin, right? Yeah. They can kind of sub in and out for Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Right? I like it. Right? Like, you get two presidents for the price you of can one. Get, you can get, he can, he can um, you know, pro- as the president, he can say, I want this legislation to be passed. Yeah. I want, this is what I want. I want someone to write a bill about this. And he right. can hop over to the house and write that right. bill. Right. Yeah. Um, and Beautiful. then go back as the president. Right. Uh, support that bill. Go back into the house and vote for that bill. That's perfect. No one will be the wiser. That's I call true. it the parent trap of America, and I Ooh. want it to happen so badly. That's all I want. That's I'll great. take Elizabeth Warren and Kamala Harris. However, I would much rather have a parent trap. The parent trap of America. No, that's great. <laughs> that's great. Oh man, that's perfect <laughs> on all fronts. Now we just need to get a, a triplet for him and put oh him on the Supreme God. Court. <laughs> <laughs> Supreme Court. Yeah. Yeah, oh. we froze him. He's, he's yeah. gonna be there he's forever. Fine. Oh yes. 
just like Ruth Bader Ginsburg, they're gonna have stalls. They next share. To each they other. share a cryogenic chamber. <laughs> um, nasty business. Who were? <laughs> who who in twenty? Who uh, in the Democratic race? Um, do you think should bow out? Who do you think at this point? We're early. No one's going to leave, but who needs to leave? Because we have too many people. Some people need to go. Who needs to go? Honestly, nobody until after the debate. Like after the debate day. set, I say. The, what about the three people that aren't in the fucking debate oh, at all? That's true. <laughs> what about okay. the people who aren't in the debate at all? That's fair enough. Okay, drop that. Yes. <laughs> Anybody who's who's uh, met the criteria of the debate, I think, should just stay in because there's no cost to them. I I think damage is done at this point like what are they going to do they're just going to have an empty slot there that doesn't necessarily make anybody look any better so let everybody put their ideas up there challenge some things maybe move some minds i don't know also you always have the chance to shift over to windows some of these ideas are going to be kind of like maybe crackpot to some of the the median voters so when when you have those ideas that are being presented, it makes like some of the more left of center things seem a lot more reasonable because it's like, well, at least they're not the socialist. No, mm-hmm. because socialism is scary. It's horrifying. And the ob- opposite of freedom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, socialism did not free the slaves. No, it did not. No, no, freedom did. Not. did. Freedom did. Yeah. I'm going to play that clip at the end of this episode. Yes. <laughs> I'm just going to play that clip. Play it all through. No, it's going to be that, the soundtrack. I'm going to let that clip run the fuck through. That's <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. I, I mean, I would. I, I don't think you're absolutely right. Everyone who's in the debate, what's the worst that can happen? Right. Besides you saying something crazy and then there losing, is that potential losing an losing an opportunity to work on the administration that gets elected. Right. Um, if that's your worst thing, yeah. then just then do sell it, a book. Do it. Know. Do it anyway. You could probably sell a book about running for president in the craziest primary of all time. Right. Um. No, you're absolutely right. The people who didn't make the debate, go. Yeah, I think so. Like, I'm sorry, if Marianne Williamson can get in the debate before Seth Moulton, then sorry, mm-hmm. Seth, you're not going to the you fucking make president. It. Yeah. I, no, it's true. It's true. This is, I mean, the bar was set so low, and then it did have to raise a little bit, but it was yeah, still set so low. They did it for the low. third debate. They didn't even do it for the second. They're right. like, third debate, we're going to, you guys need to get the fuck Yeah, out. right. And the bar is still so low compared to what it's going to take to actually win the presidency. If you, if you can't meet those criteria, then you honestly, you're not going to win it. You didn't stand a chance. And a lot of these people don't stand a chance anyways that did qualify even. But, you know, I don't I don't see the problem with ideas. Will the RNC schedule debates between Donald Trump and his Republican challenger, William Wells? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. Next. Why? <laughs> Why? He's... Yeah. Uh, William Wells is, is an interesting character for me. Yes. I think he's a very interesting character. He ran with Gary Johnson. He was the smarter of the two where you're like, why isn't he the one at the top of the right. ticket? Um, he, before the election, he's like, someone needs to give Hillary Clinton credit, so I'll do it. Yeah. Like, essentially saying, guys, don't do this. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, don't vote for me. Vote for her. Right. This is great. So he's running against uh, Larry Hogan, um, popular, popular Republican governor from Maryland. Is not running, said he's not going to run, which mm-hmm. sucks. Because I, I just, I mean... Eh. I would love to see a primary president. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. Jimmy Carter's lost, right? Yeah. Like, Jimmy Carter, uh, Ted Kennedy stepped up and is like, fuck you, Jimmy yeah. Carter. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then destroyed Jimmy Carter to the point where he was a one-term Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Ted. Uh, 
Always yeah. fun. That was yeah. the second worst thing you've ever done. You know what, though? It's, it's fine. Reaganism was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, who I doesn't? wasn't alive during it, but, you know, I'm, <laughs> Look, I'm feeling the ripples. <laughs> I wasn't either, but the black population straight up loved Reaganism. Yes. They were super stoked yes. on it. You know what, though? To be fair, Clintonism wasn't the greatest either. No. No. No, no. it wasn't. Uh, no. Man. We got that crime bill. Yeah. That was, uh... Yeah. And our, it's okay. Our buddy Joe was, uh big part of yeah and our buddy Clint. Bernie voted for it as well yeah mm-hmm. but you know what though it was conveniently everyone leaves out of the fucking news every right. time they talk about it yeah I they're know they're like Bernie Sanders they're like Joe Biden um, did this crime bill and no one right. ever says Bernie Sanders voted for this crime right. bill well that's no. because Bernie Sanders exists in our imagination more than he exists in <laughs> real life yeah <laughs> It's true. It's true. He's the most progressive guy ever. What's his stance on guns again? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, hey, look, let's, seriously, go back and look at some of the stuff he said about immigration. Right. It's, it's crazy. Like, he, he has... He's against the millionaires and billionaires. Yeah. So, great. he's progressive. And, and look, I, I, I'm not going to, like, shit talk Bernie Sanders too sure. but 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 to be fair, like, in an argument of ideas, you have to stand by what your ideas were. And some of your ideas were arguably not progressive. Yeah, you have to answer for them. Maybe not stand by them. You absolutely have to answer for them. Just like Kirsten Gillibrand was the was a um, was a a member of the House. She was more conservative. She became a senator and then became apparently incredibly progressive. Yeah, Uh, she has to answer for that. Right. Everyone has to answer for their record. Yeah, even Kamala Harris answering for for being a DA. Like it's she did, uh, and, and she she had a, a, in our CNN town hall. Yeah, she answered those. The, right, they asked her up front. Yeah, about they were pointed. She right. was very. Her answers were very good. Yeah, I was honestly surprised. I'm like, some people are gonna just straight up wilt under that pressure. Right, she did very well. Yeah, no, I think so. Oh, we have a lot of strong candidates. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. So. We're gonna nominate Joe and uh, yeah, what's going on yeah, there? it's gonna be great. Uh, <laughs> I really don't think he's gonna win the nomination though. Who do you think? Let's just let's your prediction yeah. right now. And we're gonna remember that this happened in June. Ooh. I won't hold you to this if you oh. change it later. But right now, at this moment, who's gonna win the nomination? Elizabeth Warren. Okay. Elizabeth Warren. Okay. Katrina. Right now, who's Biden? Biden. Oh Oh, no! Yes, cynic. Oh no! Pessimism. I am. I'm also gonna go with Elizabeth Warren. Really? Yes. I because my 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 thing with Elizabeth Warren is her rise in the polls is because one she has great ideas, Mm -hmm. two she is. Directly messaging those great ideas to voters, mm-hmm. and she's doing it in an effective way. She's not putting herself in a gaff position mm-hmm. like before when she was having those Twitter wars with Trump and I'm Native American. Here's I got right. the test back. Like yeah. that was dumb. She Done. seems to have been like, I'm not doing that shit yeah, anymore. Let me just actually run as an adult against this fucking child, and. Sorry, go ahead. No, I think that uh, she appeals to the the elusive uh, Obama-Trump voters. Mm-hmm. Those are the people who are going to cross back over for her. Yeah. I think so, because she has a lot of the same uh, appeal that Obama had. Yeah. I think so. Mm-hmm. I think 
that's a great coalition, and I think she has the best purchase for it. I think that she will, first of all, she'll remember that Michigan and Pennsylvania <laughs> are states. So they, yeah. uh, she'll remember they exist, so yeah. she'll go there. Right. Um, but Beautiful. I 100% think that she will be able to go in and uh, talk to these people and give them an economic message that is beneficial for them. Mm-hmm. Because they've already had Trump where he he went he went to those states. Yeah. Hillary Clinton didn't go to those states. And right. I swear to goodness that is what the fuck happened. But <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. have you read have you read or listened to what happened? Yeah. I'm going to. I yeah. got a I got Katrina showed me this great app where I can um, get a library card from the Philadelphia Library Ooh, and listen to yeah, it's yeah. great. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love Libby, it. it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. It like every library has it. I'm gonna, fantastic. I'm gonna listen to what happens, so and I'm gonna try not to throw my phone out of the fucking window. It's or not even that car. bad. It's not even that bad. You just have to remember that she does have an agenda, and it's fine. And you already know that, so it's I know fine. It, you're not gonna be like, surprised by anything you hear. No, but I'm gonna be really annoyed and angry about the stuff that I hear. I mean, like, she's a Hillary apologist, but she's Hillary, so you're. <laughs> It, but, um, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, but yeah, who? I said Biden. Yeah, you said Biden. Yeah. Are you? What makes you think it's going to be Biden? It's just because we're we're comfortable with Biden. Biden's the no. I think president. it's because everybody thinks he's the most electable. Okay. That the most likely to win, and they're just not going to change their mind no matter what okay. happens. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's I possible. hope it's not what happens. So if if he wins, do you think he wins the general? I don't know. I don't think it's a good idea to run. I think he's a similar, in a similar position as Hillary was. Mm-hmm. Like, um, what legal problems does he have? <laughs> I'm saying people weren't super enthusiastic about Hillary. They right. picked her because she had the best chance of winning. Right. And so you think, I don't think that's the best strategy to go with anymore. Right. By the way, you said work. they, we. Yeah, we. <laughs> it was yeah, us. We. Yeah. we voted for Hillary Clinton. We both yeah. said Hillary Clinton can yeah. mo- has the best shot of beating Trump. I think we need to go with the candidate that has excites us and yeah. makes us more passionate and that but sort of thing. Can that I, can bring out the base and the youth and that sort yeah. of thing. Can I ask a counterpoint? Doesn't sometimes with that candidate that has the most excitement, aren't there also people that are kind of on the other side of that coin? Like, for example, when Bernie Sanders ran in 2016, he had the most excitement, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did we or did we not just straight up hate his supporters? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but we were people who... Because we thought go- they were stupid. We thought they were annoying. Because Hillary was obviously the well, best choice. No, I think... Well, I, mine was mostly they were really annoying yeah. and, and, mm-hmm. and went out of their way I don't to- think you... I don't think... Uh, people should be bashing the other candidates like right. the way Bernie Bros did. The, right. But 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 the difference is we will go out to vote and support yeah. that candidate, whoever it is, whereas mm-hmm. they didn't. Is that what is that the argument that you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Sure. That makes sense to me. I think that that's true. I think that we will. Regardless, like Obama said, excited people so uh, much. Yeah. He brought him. out the youth, and I mean, we rolled over that election we so won i think we need somebody like that hillary was kind of the opposite of that we don't so. have an obama right no. now but we There's could no obama we'll in the see. race no. we'll you know, see oh, i'm so we disappointed do. that's part of why i'm so disappointed by julian castro actually just because he, he was, had that potential was, everyone was talking about him like the darling he when was he going did the speech to be the, of the dnc yeah. he was called he it was obama-esque he yeah. was the next obama yeah. and then just how they fall it's mm. because you can't be off the grid that long and expect well, to be he relevant. was the hot secretary he's not allowed to like I go know. and be 
cool. Yeah. He's got a Ben Carson it and right. you know, sit around, get Great. thirty thousand dollar furniture and blame his wife for it. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> you know I just wish he had stuck with the five 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 deal. Oh, that was good. It sounded like a pizza deal, and he was Wait. invested in Goodfellas, so like it was great because he wanted the flat tax straight down, like everything was going to be five percent. Oh man, that is was that, so simple. Simple. Is, is that good. similar to the nine 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 deal from Herman Cain? Probably. You know, everybody just has their number deals. They always yeah. come in triples. It's a flat tax. It yeah. went up. Inflation, man. Mm, my uh, goodness. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think uh, to close it out, I think that. I'm very excited to see this debate. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, these debates. Um, I think that you're going to definitely see uh, candidates hopefully step up and show that they deserve to be in this race and they belong in this race. I think you're going to definitely see a lot of candidates that shouldn't be there and right. should probably, after that debate performance, bow out. Right, yes. Um, I'm excited to find out who these people are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Um, and I'm hoping that... Um, I know debate one doesn't have Biden, but they're probably going to get a bunch of questions with Biden. Yeah. And debate two has Biden, so we're going to have a billion questions with Biden. I'm really, I want to, more than anything, I want to flesh out what Marianne Williamson is running for. <laughs> right. I want to know exactly why she's in this race. Yeah. As a spiritual guru, right. I want to know what she's up to. No, I like And that. what she thinks that she can bring That's to funny. foreign policy. Something to look out for. We'll, we'll have to see. Marianne Williamson, what are you doing? Well, what are you up to? But what before you close it out, yeah. a happy one year podcast. Oh, That's right. Happy you anniversary. Are the, you are here for the for the one year anniversary That's podcast. That's fantastic. Yeah. And I straight up got wine drunk and forgot to mention yeah. it all. I didn't even I get just a remember. cake or a gift or anything. <laughs> no. Well, next time. I'm sorry. I guess, so, it'll be oh, okay. I didn't understand how you said it. And I'm like, why would you get one? This is my <laughs> No, like I would bring it to you yeah. as a gift. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Why didn't I like, get a cake fuck, for myself? I we forgot to give Nathan that one year anniversary cake right. for this podcast. Yeah, dang it. Um, <laughs> I you know what I do need to do though. I do need mm. to get you that I do need to get you a one year anniversary gift uh, when it comes around for when um Denny Wolf straight dunked on me. On my oh yeah. yeah. That'll be great. Just do a, like a, a screen print on a t shirt yeah. of the of the whole comment thread. Oh It'll my be god. Beautiful. It was so funny. It was good. Like it was but, so funny. So yeah. he had wonderful people working on that campaign. Just to, Thank you. just whoever was whoever that was that yeah. was like I caught that because mm-hmm. I I tagged him in it right I, when I'm when I'm giving criticisms of um, politicians mm-hmm. um, especially ones that I usually ones that I think might eventually see it right I will tag you I'm yeah. not like because it's 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 all love I want you right. to succeed and I'm like this is dumb sometimes but, tough love is necessary yeah I mean but, I mean that was. There was nothing better than that comeback. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> I he straight up got me. That was perfect. Yeah, good, good. And well. to the point of uh, of engaging with your local politicians, uh, whether it's comments and tagging them in it or whatever you might do with them, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't say that this year does have elections too. So mm-hmm. 2020 mm-hmm. is great to talk about, but 2019 has has races for mayor, oh, supervisors, city me. councils. We spent a mm-hmm. decent amount of time last uh, two weeks ago mm-hmm. talking about our mayoral race in our own town here yeah. in Bloomsburg because. We've got a fun guy running. Oh, yeah, I know. He's a real cool guy. I know. And he's like, I should be the mayor again. And we're like, what am 
what are you doing here? Why not? Like, oh get out. Um, just kind of bower out, you know? <laughs> Someone needs to bower out of this. Someone needs to bower out of this race. Uh, uh, but best of luck to him, I guess. I no, mean, no, 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 not. no, not no, okay. This will be like the only time we vote no, Republican. Pro- I'm actually, yeah, I want this is literally, uh, unfortunately, I don't vote yeah. Republican. I usually like vote if I'll throw vote someone else in, vote a third party. Right. I will, I can't, I'm not yeah. risking the chance of, and this is this is the thing about me. I don't necessarily think he like. I think he could possibly win, which is horrifying to me. <laughs> so I am going to cross party and vote for Bill Kreischer because mm-hmm. I can't do this. I'm sorry, Eric. I can't. That's fucking dumb. You shouldn't. And be Eric's running. not much of a Democrat anyway, so it's uh, not like a yeah. big. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know a lot of Democrats that seem to love Lou Barletta. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Right oh. Maybe I'm crazy. But yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Make sure you... And, and I, what I'll do is when I put this up, I'll put a link um, for uh, registering to vote in PA. Yeah. Um, because voting every year is important. Yep. Not just in presidential years. Uh, you, you can change your state legislature if you're in Virginia right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you can you can make a difference in your local community with your school board. Mm-hmm. You can make a difference in a lot of different areas, including least, not allowing a guy who was <laughs> who was who resigned in who shame had resigned over in shame a prostitution scandal and, and made and made and made national news for the town of Bloomsburg for all the wrong reasons. Right. Let's not allow that shit to happen. Right. Elections have consequences. Elections have a lot of consequences. Mm -hmm. Sometimes those consequences are legal. Um, Right. (laughs) So, um, I want to thank you, Nathan, for joining us today. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You drove a long way to do this, and I'm incredibly thankful that you did. Glad to do Um, it. Sorry that I got wine drunk at the end and started rambling. Oh, that's good. (laughs) I loved it. Thank you. Um, I want to thank my co-host, Katrina Myricks, who's here every week. Um, Even though she currently has a... An exercise migraine. <laughs> Ooh, it seems like it's coming back. Is yeah, it coming back? It is. Yeah, oh. I see that it is. But, I mean, you ran two miles, so. I didn't run all two, but you know. Don't I mean. fucking tell them that. I feel like I should just recycle my joke from before and say that I could have helped you run. I could have helped you run. That's kind of my job. Are you a farmer? Because people 100 I love farmers. <laughs> We're rural out here. Aww. <laughs> And uh, I am your host, Ryan Myers. Thank you all for joining us. We'll see you next week where we will talk about the awesome debate that happened that I'm sure is going to be great for all of us. <sighs> Cheers. 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 It was freedom, not socialism, that ended slavery, won two world wars, and stands today as a beacon of hope for all the world. <laughs>